You are listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast, your weekly insight into the UK manufacturing sector, sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfiremanufacturing.com. Here's your host, Terry Mallin. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Capucine Liaisons, who's a leadership specialist and occupational psychologist. Capucine works for DDI. Um, if anyone doesn't know DDI, they're a global leadership consultancy firm that specialises in promoting and developing exceptional leaders. Um, and Capucine, in particular, spends most of our time facilitating interactive virtual training sessions and coaching managers on topics like impactful communication, leading teams remotely, and driving change. And hence why I thought it would be prudent to have Capucine on today's show, um, given the world is evolving and changing, and that's going to happen over a, over a reasonable period of time. With her experience, hopefully she can share some insight into how you as a manager or a leader could effectively um, manage remotely. Um, and we're going to do that reimagined. And bear with us because we've got a Scotsman and Capucine is French. Yeah. So, so there's going to be, you know, so this will be interesting. By the end of it, Capucine will be speaking Scottish, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And um, Capucine, could you give us an insight then? What is your view on managing remotely and your experience? Yeah, thank you, Terry. And thank you for inviting me. I'm really pleased to be here. And yeah, that's a, that's a topic that is uh, so um, so current and there, there is so much to say about it. Uh, but the key challenge is that, uh, that I see, and I'm sure you can complete, uh, Terry, because you are leading yourself, a team, remotely. But... Uh, one of the key challenges really about not being to be uh, to not to be able to see each other uh, on a regular basic la- basis like you would do if you were uh, in an office. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I find personally. So I, I've I've been managing my team remotely for five years now. Um, initially, you know, everyone sees it as a as a positive, being able to work from home. And it is a positive done in the right light. You know, from my experience, you know, the you know, the initial honeymoon period, there's a honeymoon period of a couple of months where, yeah, it's yeah. great. You can do the washing whenever you want. You can go for your haircut whenever you want. You can do all that. That's great, right? But as a manager and a leader, you need to be aware of working from home or remotely isn't for everyone in my in my view. And I've kind of I've I've kind of went through that transition over the past five years. Uh, and I think you have to be I, I think communication has to be number one in terms of how you communicate with your team. And I um, think it's I think it's very important video as well. I think video is very important because communication, you know, people use email, telephone calls and and, and, and now more people are, are exposed to video calls. And I think the difference being is emails can be read in various different shapes or forms. 
they could be taken in different ways. Nobody, you know, so it depends on what that person's thinking at that time or the relationship you have with that person, how they read that email. Um, a, a telephone call, I find it not, not as personal. Um, it's okay, it builds up a relationship. You can do that as long as you've got that existing relationship. But I find with video calls and managing your team effectively, you know, using video calls, I see that as the most productive way because you can actually build up a relationship up with somebody. Um, you know, you can look in the whites of someone's eyes as you're talking and you can see the facial expressions and it can bring that more. I don't know if I'm just rambling down. A oh, no, um, that is uh, also aligned. And uh, I mean, uh, a very interesting fact, I think, is a, a study from uh, Murabian and Ferris that uh, shows like uh, how much of the communication is nonverbal. Yeah. What's your guess about how much is nonverbal? I, I I completely agree. No, 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 hundred percent. I think, but then, but then, you know, at the end of the day, I think what coming back to managing remotely, I think there's various various sources of communication that you can use. But I think the most important piece of it, right? We can use video call, we can use email, we can use telephone, all six all all together at the same time, and we can effectively manage a project or a process or whatever that might be. I think the big thing that people need to be aware of. Coming back to that honeymoon period, I find that, you know, you will you need to be aware of everyone in your team and manage mm-hmm. that effectively and, and notice when people are struggling because they won't necessarily tell you because they see mm-hmm. you as the manager. They don't want, you know, they might be, you know, I, I'm a very proud person, you know, so I would find that difficult, me personally, if I was working for somebody to tell them that I'm struggling, um, yeah. you know. I think the big difference is that you can't have like the casual chat that you've got at the coffee machine. So all this like quick question at lunchtime. So you, yeah. you can't have really that. So so yeah. I, I love that you're sharing that because I really believe that the role of the manager is to kind of uh, um, recreate those conditions of the face-to-face and like... Um, like in some ways, it's like there is a, a philosopher that I like that uh, is uh, is Gaspard uh, Quinning, and he says that uh, what you're missing in the distance and, and with technology most of the time is the spontaneous, like the yeah. unexpected. Yeah. And and I like that because actually it's true that it helps so much in the relationship and the communication to have this unexpected. So as as a manager, like it's really about uh, finding the way to recreate that. Yeah, yeah, and I think you you touched on about the 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 discussion at the coffee machine or whatever, right? I think that's very valuable, right? Because when you're in a working environment, tensions can build up as well, but you can easily release that as well because you could just you know have that conversation there and then just say, "Look, this isn't going to work because of X, Y, and Z." And I think my I think working remotely. It's quite easy, you know, so say you have a regular nine o'clock meeting, the whole team are on the meeting, they're building up that. But then after that, you know, that person's left alone, right? And then yeah. tensions could be built, built up during, uh, during the day. Absolutely. Um, 
but then they're not able to raise that or tackle that. So I think as a manager or leader, you need to be aware of that as well. Um, yeah. You want, like, the worst case scenario is the person feels isolated and is struggling and you don't know that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. you're right, like, meetings are important, but it's also, like, I think one uh, one key way to overcome the, those uh, challenges that we're mentioning is, uh, is by having regular check-in with uh, each of the person in your team, like organizing one-on-one, maybe on a weekly basis, or more often if the person is more junior, for example. And, and I know we've talked about me there, but, you know, from your experience, you know, what what do you see as the key challenges in remote, uh, managing a remote team? Yeah, well, we talk about communication, and it's funny because here we've talked about like how much is important to to talk more, communicate more proactively, more often to like compensate for the fact you're not uh, in the office. Yeah. But um, another part is, um, I think, another key challenge is that when we use uh, technology, obviously you tend to focus on the useful, um, the practical. Uh, there is a bit of, a, in a virtual meeting uh, with our team, there is a bit of us that wants to have kind of a transactional relationship, so, which means like getting the most you possibly can um, in exchange to as little as possible on your part. So it's very like uh, one-sided. It's like, can you do that uh, by tomorrow, please? <laughs> and sometimes we miss that. We miss on um, on really... Um, we miss uh, um, dealing with the human side of the relationship and uh, and those essential needs that the our direct reports have, which are to be heard, to be understood, to be valued. And, and, and I think, you know, you're touching on the team meeting there, and I think that's, that's a key part of it because, you know, as a manager as well, you know, you have your own set targets and goals that you're looking to achieve, you know, and actually <laughs> having you know, using technology effectively to host the team meetings, what you're able to drive is accountability to that individual mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, it, it can be just as effective as having a team meeting in the office, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, if you're agreeing to a certain thing, you know, as, as we were touching on there, then when you come onto the team meeting the next day, you don't want to have not, have a, not achieved that because, mm-hmm. you know, people automatically thinking, have you been lazy? You know, did you actually work yesterday? You know, so actually, I think it, you know, I think what you have to be aware of, and this is what I've experienced. My wife has been working from home the last couple of months because she's pregnant. She's due next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she's she been working from home and she hasn't really enjoyed it as much as she thought she no. would. And I think she struggled because she's working far more than what she ever done in the office because she feels that pressure. So I think that's another thing to be aware of as a leader. It's great because you can hold people accountable, everybody's on the team meeting, but just make sure you're always catching up in the one-to-ones at some point during the day and allowing somebody to kind of raise frustration or whatever it might be because that allows you to have the human approach when mm. it comes to remotely. Yeah, really like your your example, and it's true. Sometimes you don't know as well the um, uh, the situation of your direct report. You wonder, oh, this person has been now working uh, virtually uh, for like a month, but I, I feel like this person is less effective. And you can build in your mind. And uh, I was coaching a, a manager from uh, from manufacturing for a while, and he said that um, 
that one of his challenges is that, yeah, he struggles a bit because he feels his team is, uh, and some key members of his team are a bit less focused since uh, he's been working remotely. And he said to me, I'm going to send a questionnaire over and uh, and send them how they're dealing with the leading uh, with the working virtually, uh, how they're dealing with their resilience. I was like, okay, good idea in the principle, but what about instead of a questionnaire, have one-to-one meeting with each of them to actually ask the same questions, but at the same time use it as a way to build a relationship and, and show that you're here uh, if there is uh, anything. And what I loved about uh, what he shared with me afterwards is that it's been so helpful. And also he learned that one of the key members of his team uh, was actually struggling because of a personal situation. He had a kid at home and uh, he wasn't supposed to when his wife had to go back to Brazil. So, uh, so he was like, I had no idea and I wouldn't have learned that with my questionnaire. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's correct. And I think it comes back to where we started off, where you're able to notice the cracks before mm. they have a bigger effect, you know, because at the end of the day, you have recruited that person into that team for a reason, because they're good at what they do. Um, my personal experience, and this isn't, this isn't um, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Like a perceived, you know, uh, typical thing for a person, you know, in terms of what I mean, what I'm meaning is, you know, what I've found is working remotely can work for everyone, but more so for people with the, with the experience, because what I've what I've found personally is, and, and mine is a bit different because it's recruitment, but it's not, let's, let's focus on a manufacturing example. So you're a, a manufacturing company, you're the commercial director, and you've hired a commercial executive who's going to look after one retail brand for your business. Now, that commercial executive's got a year of experience. Um, You've decided as a commercial director, your team's going to work remotely. Now, that person's got a lot of, even though they've got good experience over the year, they've got a lot of learning to do. And the best way that that person learns is typically by listening to their manager or, or director yeah. to develop faster and better. You know, and that's great in an office environment because you're able mm. to listen. You don't even that manager doesn't even need to take the time. They're just listening to that person on a phone call, you know, you know, whatever it might be. And, they, and people pick things up and that's the way you develop faster. Um the, you have to be way more intentional as a manager. You have to intentionally book some time with this person yes. so that he can listen to you on this call. And uh... exactly, and 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 it's, it's about having the awareness that that actually having a team working remotely may take more of your time as a leader, and you need mm-hmm. to factor that in. But once the once that person and that team is working. As a as as one and as a unit, and and you're utilising technology. Actually, on that note, your experience of technology, have you seen what would you say is effective within a sort of remote, um, a remote working environment as a remote team? You know, I know you do the video calls, don't you? You, you, mm-hmm. you do video calls, is what we kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, do you mean like uh, putting the video? Sorry, the virtual training sessions. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So how how would you so you know your experience? So what I'm thinking is, is different tools. As a senior leader, you're that commercial director. As a senior leader, 
within there? What tools could you potentially um, rather? So we're having daily meetings. We're catching up one to one on video um, mm-hmm. and for highlighting any flags. You know, you you use personally virtual training sessions. How effective do you find that? Oh. Okay, thank you. That's uh, it's the Scottish. Yeah, well, I'm sure we've got a bit of a gap here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, virtual training. Like I've, uh, we, we we do a lot of uh, virtual training session, and and actually, we find that people are extremely engaged. Like sometimes even more than in face to face trainings, <laughs> just because um, actually they can. Um, be at home and uh, there are lots of tools that we use like we put people in our what's called breakout rooms so they can practice the same way they would do around a, a flip chart but they do it uh, in smaller groups uh, within, uh, within within the uh, Zoom for example yeah. so that works really well as well and I think um, I'm just thinking completely outside the box and I'm trying to slow down my talk as well um, <laughs> when, yeah, one idea, and I'm, I'm cautious about you know, the time we're taking here, but I think one, if I had to think back, so managing remotely is, is challenging, but it's very, very rewarding. <clears throat> if you are a growing business in any sector, we'll go back to manufacturing, and mm-hmm. you are a commercial director, one thing, if, if we're touching on virtual training sessions, you know, you may be recruiting five commercial executives because the business is growing. And then mm. in the future, that might become 10, it might become 20. I think what you could do with the virtual training sessions is, is rather than having to take... So, so one way for your time to be effective is rather than training each person up one-to-one, one one, you could actually just do a virtual training session, you know, for whatever subject you're looking to do and re- record that. And then that person is then prompted to watch those set training sessions. So actually, rather than you as a leader taking the time to do 10 different training sessions, we, which is great because you're dealing with people personally. However, I think that actually people watching a training session as you're talking um, you know, it could even be one of these podcasts, like a podcast where somebody can listen and they're picking up those tips and hints that actually might help them develop, but they're still feeling as if they're engaging with you because they're listening to you, listening to your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I think that's quite powerful as well because that's you managing your time productively as a, as a business leader or a manager. Um yeah, sure. no, that's a really good idea. I think that's a really uh, effective way to proceed if you want to save some time. And uh, and here you're more talking about like something that is a, like a top-down approach of like teaching us something technical, for example. But what we find for like leadership skills in, in general, so decision-making, delegation, coaching, uh, leading virtually, <laughs> etc. So we find that actually having people there present interacting with each other is actually the power uh, what's powerful about the virtual training because those interaction is what people what sticks to people it's also a great way to connect between them but it's a way to practice in a safe environment before having those behavior in real life with your your team 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that kind of brings us to a, to a nice close as well, Capucine, uh, because I think if I had to summarise what we've kind of covered there, remote manage, so back to the topic, which was managing remotely reimagined, and I think we've covered mm-hmm. that quite well, because I think managing remotely has its pros and cons. Pros, that you're, if your staff is managed effectively, they can be far more productive. They, they would also have a better balance of life than what they currently do have. Um, you as a leader need to be uh, aware that not everyone will raise their hand and say yeah. that they're struggling. So it's about so you've got a duty of care to make sure that you know and you can spot if someone's struggling, you know how someone operates, you can build up enough of a relationship up with somebody where that person mm-hmm. can actually open up. Um yeah. you know. And off the back of it, you know, this would take more time from someone as a leader. It's going to be more time invested, so you need to be aware of that. But you could creatively use virtual training sessions, for example, that can be pre-recorded, and that person is able to learn and develop listening to that and able to question off the back of that. So you're able to still have that personal input but it's far more effective, especially within a growing organisation if you intend to recruit multiple numbers of that same role over a period of time. Um, Yeah, and and in addition to that, there is also um, keeping, uh, making sure that you keep your team members um, and goals visible and in focus. I think this part about visibility is so key when you lead a, a team virtually. Um, so it's not only um, doing some, uh, bringing some visibility to the team members with the visibility around goals and clarity around that, but also it's making the team members visible to the rest of the organization and like sharing feedback, for example, to the rest of the team and uh, sharing achievements is uh, so important because you don't have that. Uh, that's a, a key challenge as well that we observe. And I think, you know, I, I... It's not the route I wanted to go down on this, right? But I think it's actually quite relevant, right? And I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially in the last couple of months with more people working remotely, is it's important to work as work. But then maybe once a month, you do a virtual social as well, okay? Mm. It could consist of a quiz. It could consist of having a a glass of wine at the end of the yeah. week and celebrating. But, you know, I think that's important as well, but it is, you know, it, the beauty of that is you couldn't necessarily have a bottle of beer or a glass of wine and work, you know, because mm. most people drive home, you know. But actually working remotely, you're able to kind of put work to a side for a second, spend an hour with your team and just be, you know, just that normal person with that well, that team's then buying more into you. And what yeah. that's going to improve yeah. is retention. You know, they're going to be far more yeah. productive. They're going to want to stay in, stay with stay with the business and in your team. You're, you know, and I think that's I think that's a good cause. What do you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, I agree. I used to like what I said earlier about like not focusing only on the practical but also on the personal. And I think in these informal moments, you kind of recreate 
the real the real life of like you you overcome the the distance and um yeah i mean on top of that i would say it's also during the one-on-one with your team not only focus on the practical aspect of the relationship but also make time for checking in with the person how are they um are they struggling with anything uh, they seem frustrated why is that and the video as you said makes a big difference because you can sense those signals and uh and make sure that you react to that with words. Correct, because if you're on a phone call, you can't see somebody. You can see it on a video. I get that. Capucine, yeah. I, I thank you very much for joining us. Um, really enjoyed that. That was good. And hopefully some of our listeners is able to gain some, some, uh, some knowledge from that where they would feel more comfortable having their staff potentially working remotely. And just to close off as well, this this isn't necessarily just focused on your team as well. Think about it as using it for clients. You know, so why do you need to go to that retailer every week? Or why do you need to go to that, you know, the end client every week to have a meeting and have a coffee? Why not just do it over video? You know, build that relationship up face-to-face. Yes, 100%. Once that relationship's built up, there's no reason why you couldn't do a video call, which, you know, is far more productive for you. So that's another angle as well, but that can be another day. And, you know, maybe something we can get you back on uh, (laughs) in a couple of months' time, we can have that chat. Um, But if if one of our listeners is looking to reach out to you, um, how's best to get in touch? So it's... um... Capucine.loisance at ddiworld.com. My yeah. name will be there, written down or ddiworld.com. I'll put it I'll put it down in the description with your bio anyway. Um, but thank you very much. Hopefully our listeners have gained from that. And uh, I really enjoyed that, Capucine, okay? Me too. Really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot, Terry. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.